Right here, guys, we've got some big news. We've got a uh, our first sponsor come on board with us today. Uh, we'd like to thank the family-owned business in Shepparton, Yenkin and Gale Glass, for coming on board with us. Um, we really appreciate the the support. They're a family-owned business in Shepparton. Uh, if you need any glass or glazier needs around the Golden Valley, contact them. They're at 22 Callister Street in Shepparton. Their phone number is 58215211. So, yeah, we're really appreciative um, and look forward to the future with them. James catches, puts up the three. Will go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Welcome back, episode four. Um, we're really pumped. Uh, we got a new bloke on board with us, uh, Riley Shannon. He's taken in for Bronson this week. He's had COVID. He hasn't had much luck at the moment. He's been subbed out by Michael Voss. But we've brought in Riley, um, NRL guru. Not the best looking bloke. That's why we're doing it via audio. But thanks for joining us, Shannon, mate. Just give us a bit of insight to the fans. Not that there's, there's only 12 of them, but just let them know uh, a little bit about yourself what you follow, um, why you go for North Melbourne because it's confusing. And let's get into it, mate. Jack, fellas, how are we? Good. Uh, good to be here, mate. Thanks yep. for having me. No, Jack, um, it's re- been really good. been listening over the last couple of weeks. Um, didn't want to listen to the first episode because I didn't want to, you know, be a leader. I just wanted to be more of a sheep. That's why I go for North Melbourne, all those followers that we have. Yeah. Um, sucker for punishment really is the answer why I go for them. But uh, we can all probably attest to that as... Got a few Collingwood supporters over here. Mm. Love getting the bridesmaid, never never the groom. <laughs> Absolutely stuff that saying up. But um, no, just an all-round general sports fan. But um, I'd like to probably think that uh, NRL is probably, probably number one most incited and followed at the moment. Being a North Melbourne supporter, there's not too much to watch at the moment. But um, yeah, dabble in a bit of F1, bit of uh, the four major league. Sorry, from, mate, um, who, who do you go for in NRL? NRL, the Melbourne Storm, mate. Oh, yeah. Just, Melbourne Storm. Yeah, right. A local talent. Must love it. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Since 99. Uh, couldn't tell you who played then. But, uh, <laughs> you know, all I know is that we're good and we win. And that's all I care about. And the salary cap. That's right. When we're, when we're shit, I am not going to watch. No. <laughs> so, but no, good to be here. All right. Corey and Liam, you're back again this week, unfortunately. I couldn't drag you away, but. A uh, bit happening at the moment in the NBA. Uh, ja Morant was huge today. He was huge. 50. He's, uh, he's just taken it to another level after the All-Star break, hasn't he? Yeah, I actually seen him driving through North Maccas early and he ordered 52 nuggets and I thought, what's this bloke doing? And anyway, he's just walked away with all 52 of them. He was huge. He had that big dunk uh, where that bloke got posterized and then that halftime shot, which I actually put on. The socials earlier on, and yeah, he was electric. You say you say it was a good shot by Jamarant, but Stephen Adams' pass. Yeah, he does that. He's done. The, a few he times. does that on the regular. He's like Kevin, like him and Kevin Love are so good at those like ninety foot passes. 
Kevin Love had a huge game today as well. I think he had 25. Yeah. Chano yeah. just, Chano just dropped him out of his arm. Just as I dropped him from a fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kevin Osman went for like 46 or something from the bench. So Yeah, but the, the Patreon bet still got up. We had Pat Bev for four assists. Uh, I had a look at him at halftime. He had one assist, 3,000 next to his name, and I went... Typical Pat Bev form here, and he come through for us. So we your went dog, to your dog. 52 and 14, which is awesome. Um, we're going to try a little new thing here, uh, NBA starting five for the week. So basically what that is is uh, starting five positions on the court for people that don't watch NBA and gives a bit of insight to the last week on who's played well. So I've just touched on him, Ja Morant. He's started well. Uh, there's a new bloke over at Philly with a – Bit of a beard hanging around. Mm. James Harden, he's gone for the shooting guard position. That's uh, obviously worked out. I know it's only early. It's I'm calling it early, but they, they're playing so well together. Yeah, shooting forward, Corey. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Demar Derozan still falls in there. Um, he's obviously just he didn't make the what was it the thirty point. Record didn't beat Ch- Will Chamberlain's record, but over fifty percent shooting. I think it was. Oh, it's yeah. just ridiculous, isn't it? It's just stupid. Um, he's been on a massive tear the last like two to three, four weeks, um, carrying that bull side. So he slips in there pretty easily for me. Um, Shano, who have you got? Uh, power forward or center? I'll I'll take the center. I'll take the low hanging fruit here. I think we can all see this one coming. Joel Embiid just been absolutely dominating. Uh, all the talk has not been about how he's playing. It's more about how he compares to Shaq. So <laughs> I think he's been dominant. He's just absolutely bullying everyone that is coming up against him. So he takes that spot. Yeah. This is not a big call. I'm just coming up with this before we touch on our power forward. And you just compared him to Shaq and it's made me think about maybe not as dominant at the post, but he's probably got, he's got a better shot than Shaq. Absolutely. That's not hard. I think I've got a better shot than Shaq. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's why it's taken you to episode four to come on. So uh, we'll move on from that. We go to our power forward, so the last position on the court. Yep. Uh, Big man from Miami, Bam Adebayo. He's been playing really well lately. If it's not points, he's getting rebounds, if not both. So blocks. Yeah. um, You know, he he definitely deserves to be in there this week. He's got a bit of a rocket up his ass, actually, because uh, in the one of the groups I was talking about, I said Bam Adebayo is not in the top 15 bigs in the league. And uh, he's obviously gone, uh, get stuffed, bro, and had a huge week. So well done to you, Bam. There was another um, close call for the power forwards. Scotty Barnes put in a good <laughs> late performance, performance today, so he just missed out. His so. first performance in, what, a month? No, he had 25 the other week. He's easy in the top 400 best players in the NBA, I reckon. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> but no. Bam, Bam Adebayo is putting up these numbers in, in a good side, in a real good side, like Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero. We, um, we, just, touched, we just touched on how we go, oh, I said, oh, he's a bit of a smoky. But like you said, they've won nine out of the last ten. Yeah. They're right up there in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Are, that, are they a bigger chance than Milwaukee to win nope. it? Nope. Uh, no. mm, nah, not Milwaukee. I no. think yeah. Brooklyn. I, I just yeah, think oh, can't. Brooklyn a shot. They got smoked today. Yeah, by the Raptors, and we're not even good. Brooklyn a shot. Uh, you never, you never sleep on champions, Kevin. Kevin Durant. I just think they got too much with Kyrie. He's coming back. They're lifting the restrictions. Is the yeah, lifting yes. the mandate on, That's uh, a big in a fortnight? Yes. Well, it doesn't matter. What well, there's sure still, still five or six play. weeks left to go. So I think and by then, doesn't his mandate stay though? He can't. I don't think he can come back and play yet. Still, I think the whole Brooklyn uh, mandate gets lifted, but I still think Kyrie's got. 
Like, I haven't read into it a hell of a yeah. lot, but I would have thought that uh, if a push comes to shove, Brooklyn are paying that fine. Yeah, sure. I would have thought if a few administration people have to go to uh, prison, <laughs> he probably wouldn't care. And he does not show signs of any rust whatsoever. He plays no. away games and just goes, bang, whatever. I'm just having 35. I do not care. And then you've forgotten about the Box Hill boy, Ben Simmons. Do you want a bit of training with Kyle Korver as seen on uh, ESPN the other day? Probably draining him as well on the if footage. Can, if you can come back shooting half as good as him, he'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we touched on his defensive ability and all of that. That's exciting to come up. But there's plenty to talk about as we go to a break in a minute. Uh, AFL, we're going to cross over a few teams going into round one. Got our guru here, Shano, to talk about the NRL. And uh, don't forget the MVP in the Fraud Awards. Up against Sergio Roberto. Still Alexander Arnold. Yeah, corner well done. Well done. Well done. It's done really well, Trent. Yeah, corner. Well done. 12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3 0. Corner take it quickly. Origi! Yeah! Yeah! New segment time again. We're trying a few things out here, and this is my favourite so far. We've practised it over Zoom. We've practised over a lot of things. I've won every time, of course, because I'm the host. But now it's time for Liam Thorne to guess guess the sports star. Bring it on. You, you've got one minute to guess a sports star. Yep. It can be male, female, can be any sport. You have to guess with a yes or no question towards myself, and I'll answer it for you. And at the end of the minute, no matter what, you have to answer the question of who it is. Yep. Far away, mate. The minute starts now. NBA. No. AFL. Yes. Top eight team last year. Oh, wait. Were they top eight last year? No. Uh, Victorian team? No. Do they play for Adelaide? No. Do they play for Gold Coast? No. Do they play for Fremantle? No. Do they play for... Um, no, it's not a Victorian team. <laughs> um, 20 seconds. Jeez. Do they play for West Coast? Yes. Do they play forward line? No. Do they play back line? No. Midfielder, obviously. Yes. Mm, yes, okay. Um, Dom Sheed? No. Um... Your minutes up, mate. Have a guess. Uh, Jack Redden. Incorrect. The answer was Dean Cox. <laughs> <laughs> didn't say current. Rough. Didn't say current right. or previous player, which, uh, yep. right, which is a key. So, oh, yeah. wait. Well, I was guessing David Wirrapunda. So, <laughs> I thought Ashley Sampy might have been. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was my next guess. Let's let's just say that was a learning curve. Um, you've lost this week. Um, that'll be back next week, and uh, we'll see how we go from there. But it is time to touch on the AFL now. We've touched on a lot of teams this year. Now it's time number tenth, St Kilda. Yep, I've had um, the pleasure. The pleasure. Of you can um, call it that. Going, going <laughs> over the St Kilda side from last year and this year. Who actually goes to St Kilda? Uh, Philip Thorne does. Philip Thorne. Philip Thorne. You need to get him on the potty. He's a diehard St Kilda he's supporter. A, a Shane Australian Warne. Cricketer. Shane Warne. Eric, yes. Eric Banner. There's a few good ones. Mm. Chris Shannon. We had a, 
we had one of the St Kilda faithful follow the Instagram page during the <laughs> week, <laughs> Nick Rewalt, and then he unfollowed about two minutes later. <laughs> Fat fingers. <laughs> Look, love you, Rue. Um, not sure if it was an accidental follow or not, mate, but... Well, I dare say it was. He's unfollowed within about a split second. Oh, I had a quick cry, but hey, I screenshot the notification, broke. mate. So. Yeah, there's proof. Broke in the chat. All right, broke in the chat was up and about. He's like, oh, boys, we're on here. We've got Nick Rewalt followers. We're getting him on the fucking body. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're on. Oh, he's unfollowed. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, roller coaster. Either way, we'd all love to have him on. Let's, we can't say that we wouldn't. So um, hopefully you follow us again one day, Rui. All right. So we'll get started. So St. Kilda finished 10th last year. Um, they were pretty close in the mix the whole way through, but um, yeah, obviously just had probably, some thrashings. Yeah, they had some really bad losses. They had some couple of good wins from what I can remember. Um, couldn't remember off the top of my head, but they did have some some big weeks. Um, but I had a look at their draft first. So um, Wanganeen with pick eleven, classy medium sized mid. Yeah, they've got a few good mids, but you can never go wrong with good depth yeah, in that, in he'll, that area. He'll go mid forward. He'll play, he'll play round one. They reckon he's very classy, very yeah. good player. So, uh, Michio Owens, uh, pick 33, taller sort of hybrid mid, um, apparently really good inside and outside. Uh, Oscar Adams, pick 51, taller key position defender, known for his intercept marking. Um, and Marcus Windhager, pick 47, medium-sized mid-contested footy player. Good draft, I think. They've probably picked up players that they probably need. Um, I'd probably give it a B as a draft. I think, yep. it, was, I think it was pretty handy. Um, but then, you know, you look at their stalwarts. You know, they've got Jack Steele, Rowan Marshall, Max King, Jade Gresham, Callum Wilkie, Membry, Brad Crouch, and Brad Hill. They're all very solid, solid players on their day sort of thing. So, um but then I guess I had a look at um, some of their players who I think will have a good year. Uh, Jack Sinclair, I expect him to follow on from last year. Big year last year across the board in possessions um, and defense and interceptions, I believe, as well. He was actually good for a smaller player. Um, so I expect him to follow on. Hunter Clark, he's been getting some good raps. I mean, good, good ball user, good above his head, plays that quarterback type role across halfback, always looking to set up down the field. Um, so look forward to seeing his development this year. And Nick Caulfield, um, medium-sized defender that can play tall. I think this year he'd get a bigger role. Um, and just whether or not he takes it is will be the interesting part. But I think Nick Caulfield will be one to look out for. But I think he should aim to be like a Darcy Byrne jones type of player. Caulfield. Caulfield. He, was, he was a super coach man a couple of years ago. Yeah. He was pretty handy. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I see the Saints going up. A hell of a lot, but I yeah, I wouldn't say that they're gonna drop right out or is it time for St Kilda to either put it together or break it up, would you say, Len? Yeah. Um look I really liked the um when they had when they had Paddy Ryder and Rowan Marshall both playing, they seemed like they had um It was an advantage, wasn't it? Was it? Very yeah, I don't know what it strong. was, but it felt like something was but there. Now that um, I'm not sure if Rod is he's, he's nearly done. He'd have he's, to be close. Be, I think he must be on one-year Maybe 32-ish, 33 yeah, he's been injured a fair bit. And so they were arguably, arguably the best ruck duo in the league. Yeah. Oh, for and sure. Paddy Rod is like on the wrong end of what? 30-odd. Oh, he's yeah. what, 33 or he'd yeah. have to be. Four or something, but he's had a fair career. Like He's had long stint at Essendon, he's long stint at Port, and then you know, a few years at Saints. But... Rowan Marshall is one of my key players for them. I reckon he's he is their he is their go-to man. Max King, obviously, another really good player. But I don't know. I don't know if I see that really strong depth in there. Probably from their 
fifth best to the, about their 12th best player. I think that... Blokes like your Hunter Clark and that's blokes what like I mean. that need to make Jack Billings. Yeah. Blokes like that need to go, oh, let's just not get in the team's disposals. Even if you are, you need to be more impactful from, yeah. than what they are. But you need a couple of people to step up into that from B- minus into your A- minus sort of a grade. I think St Kilda... Um, have been notorious for a while of a team that can fight really hard to contest a really good game, but then lay down really fast and, you know, stop the contested footy. Um, marks in the forward line come too easy for the opposition teams. The midfield just goes goes to woe, I think. So, I don't know. I Yeah, I reckon they'd probably finish about 10th again or around about. It does remind me, though, of a uh, Richmond side before they got their shit together. Yeah, yeah. St Kilda. Like, I think their ceiling is still so high yeah. that if it just bang, they put it together for one year and they sort their stuff out, they get everyone on the park, they get a good run at it. I think their ceiling is still very, very high. I agree. Yeah. yeah. In saying that though, Richmond had a call. You had your Rance, you had your Rewalt, you had your Cochin, your Martin. That's fine. You had all of that around Grimes. it. You had your Grimes and that as well. You look at St Kilda's core, and yes, I'm saying that in that big Cochin had won a Brownlow at that stage, but you really shouldn't have because Joe Watson's still a Brownlow medalist. Let me just get that out there. <laughs> but you you look at that spine and that, and you go, okay, Richmond have got it here, but they just haven't clicked. What's that? What's St Kilda's spine, or what's their game plan to make you think that they are a flick, a flick of the switch away from being that team? My argument against that would be, who was Jack Graham in 2016? You know what I mean? We oh, didn't. Who is he we don't. Like, we don't know any of these players until they turn up. You know what I mean? Like I think these, as Liam just alluded to, half the players that he said could have a good year. If they turn into these players, like all these young talent that have acquired over the last three years of like not being reaching potential, they can just bang pops off, and it all happens for them. Like they've still got um, what's his name in the middle there? They're they're gone. Uh, Sorry, Steel. Jack Steele. Jack Steele. Jack Steele is their Dustin Martin, and yep. you can't you can't tell me otherwise. Like yeah, he is, he is a gun. So I think if everyone jumps on jumps on his back and drags and he drags them out of the mud a little bit, I think I think their ceiling's higher than some other sides. All right. So you've given Brett Ratner massage in the bath. <laughs> Where do you see him finishing though? Liam's gone with tenth, sixth. Interesting. So turn it on. Definitely capable. Hundred percent. They are capable. Mm. I've been, I have been pulling your leg a little bit, and I have said that Jack Steele is going to win the Brownlow, but I see St Kilda finishing thirteenth. I feel like they're one of those teams that could, yeah, they, they could do go. Both. Like, I think they could do both, or they could go thirteenth, fourteenth. The reason that another reason that I have said that is every other team I've gone, yep, they will improve this year. They will improve this year. Well, someone's got to drop off other teams to improve. So, yeah. It's obviously just predictions at this time of the year. I'll be talking to you after they're five and zero, and Jack Steele's had fifteen votes. But uh, yeah, for me at the moment, they're probably about thirteen. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to sneak into eight. Just I'm going to say eighth. I'm going to say eighth, and I'll um I'll follow on there with the West Coast Eagles. So the West Coast Eagles finished. Uh, when did they finish? They ninth. finished ninth. So there's a there's a bit bit going on down there. Over in over in WA at the moment, they've um they played a practice match against Fremantle not long ago, and they got absolutely flogged yeah, right. by what was it 144, 141 to forty four, and uh, they had two injuries in that in that um in that practice match. Their number fourteen pick Campbell Chesser went down with a foot injury until out until at least round eight. 
Um, I actually haven't heard much about him. I don't know what he does, to be honest, but um, that's obviously not good. They've they, got a, they had big hopes on him. Yeah. Well, like they said he was going to be a big role player for them this year. Yeah. I know he's only so a That's unfortunate. Rookie, you yeah. never like to see a, a young player go down so early in their career, but they've got a, a long list of injuries at the moment. They've got Dom Sheed, um, Sinusmosis, uh, Elliot Yo, leg injury, no, no prognosis at the moment. Duggan's coming back from a PCL operation late last year. Uh, Jamie Cripps out for a few rounds this at the start of the start of the year. I think he's got a torn pec muscle. Um, Oscar Allen's got a foot injury, and obviously Jack Darling has got his um, vaccination status, which is still up in the air, which is interesting. Um, what do you think of that? Did you but before that? Did you touch on Dom Sheet? Yeah. So he did his sinusmosis on the weekend in yep. the tackle. They reckon he's out until at least midway of the year. Yeah. And I think Dom Sheed is probably one of the most underrated players over for what they have done over the last couple of years when they haven't been succeeding, mm. is what I'm saying is because yeah. he's had he's had big games for them. Yeah. That's a massive loss. It is a big loss. Um their but, yeah, their list their injury list has just grown over even just on this preseason, it's just not good for him. Um, and obviously the darling vaccination status thing, you lose him and everything leans on Kennedy. Um and Alan, obviously, Alan's out as well. So I'm not sure what they're planning on doing. Josh um, Kennedy's not a young man anymore. Josh Ken- yeah, Josh Kennedy's probably on the, the pointy end of his career now. So I'm not sure what Darling's going to do. Um, obviously, he's, he believes in what he believes in. It's can't do much about it. If he doesn't want to get vaccinated, he doesn't want to get vaccinated. That's that's his choice. Yeah, it's the but, same um, as Liam Jones at Carlton as well. But really, you put your own, you're putting your job at, like, you, you might lose your job because of it. I mean, that's a lot of people in Australia have lost their job because of it, but he will be uh, losing a lot of money. But, um, yeah, I don't know about West Coast. I Personally, I think I can see them dropping down, to be honest. Ninth is probably a bit too far for me. I think I, they've still got Tim Kelly and uh, Gaff. I mean, I think Nick Natanui is going to have a great year. I hope he has a great year. He's um, one of the best Ruckmans in the league. Rated the best player in the league, what was he, last year? By Champion Data. By Champion Data. Yeah, so obviously his work around the ground and in the ruck is um, unprecedented. So I think – I don't think those blokes there can carry him on any further than ninth. I'm going to say probably – I'm going to say 14th to 13th. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I don't see them going up at all, um, not with that injury list as well. But even taking that in – like even if that wasn't the case – I don't see West Coast as a real threatening side. Yes, very good in WA, but I don't honestly see them, you know, going for a late run in Melbourne at all. No. What do you think, boys? Well, I think another thing to consider is uh, will they be allowed to play in Western Australia to start the year as well? No, I think that's true. Last year, that well, they have 0-5 or something like that living yeah. in Brisbane, so we know they do not handle that situation well. Yeah. So if that's, if they, that's the way they start the season, with all these injuries, I think... The barn could be burning down yeah. in West Coast. What yeah. do you reckon? Where do you reckon they'll finish? I'm saying bottom four. Yeah. yeah. Bottom four. Wow. He's come in for the first episode and just going, how do you like them apples, Adam Simpson? I would think 15th or 16th as well. I don't think, yeah. I so, think that they will go down. I don't I'm, see him going up. I'm not as much of a hater on because you've still got Tim Kelly. Yeah. You've still got Shuey. You still got blokes like I'm that. I'm sure Shuey's injured as well. Yeah, right. So that just throws my theory out the I window. Think I missed him. So I think he's injured as well. So I don't think it's a bad one, but bad injury. But I think he's yeah, he's injured at the moment. For me, 
you can't knock off a side that's just lost a brown, uh, won a flag three years ago, four years ago, will be now. I, in saying that, I still think they finish probably 12th, 13th. What do you mean? Richmond did the same thing. Collingwood managed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we manage it. Why can't yeah. West Coast do the same That's thing? That's fair enough as well. Yeah, but, but Essendon me, is still coming out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim, I remember Jeremy Burton said that Essendon will struggle for the saga after it happened for the next ten years. I'm like, yeah, right, AJ. I mean, you just hate Essendon, and geez, he was right. So, <laughs> um, great segue for me there. Not even meaning to. Essendon uh, finished eighth last year. Uh, right, we'll spend the next hour talking about the boys. Anyway, um, on to the fraud award. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, nah, Essendon this year, it's, it's interesting as well. I think um, for me, obviously, I go for Essendon. There's been big, big talks about how uh, Blake Carousella and Gene Syracuse have been massive ins for them. And in the terms of, one, the way they move the ball and, two, the way that they've set professionalism within the club so oh you can get hopeful you can you can look at videos on facebook about how well string is training he's training the house down we talked about this there's always one there's always one was that your instagram yeah well (laughs) it was uh can't wait to get on the podcast jakey but uh (laughs) oh look it's easy to say that or essendon had a good year last year and they had a good percentage that they're going to go up but you still got to think the competition's um, as competitive as it ever been. It's very, very hard to knock off those sides like your Geelongs, like mm. look, your, obviously your Melbournes, your Western Bulldogs. When we're, we're not, we're not near that yet. Um, I don't think anyone is clear. Like that, Melbourne and Bulldogs are clear, but like your you Port, like they could knock them off. Like, that's but, the thing. But like, Port so, and Brisbane, they had sort of one bad game. Yeah, you know? they're not. They're not eight ball. They're not an eight ball behind. They're not that far. Mm. But like you can see any of the top four from last year winning the flag this year. I yeah, like, but in terms of, in terms of Essendon, last year there was a culture shift. Uh, ben Rutten brought a lot of blokes into the club, uh, past players, and uh, made the players that were playing presently present their jumpers to them and show that the, there's a bit of rich history to the club, which hadn't been seen since obviously the drug saga and all that years ago. So it was good to see. Um, but for me, I think it does stagnate a little bit this year. It's going to be, there's going to be those games where you go, oh, geez, Essendon's going to be that team. And then you're going to lose to a, a club that you thought you should have won or. I can't yeah. Or <laughs> probably not. But, you, you know, there, yeah, there'll be those games. And I think it's still going to be a learning curve year. And I think we talked about it briefly on the first podcast. I, yeah, for me, they're between 6th and 10th. That's uh, very broad, but it's Essendon, you know. They're going to lose those games they should win. Yeah, it's it's up in the air. Shano, um, I know you're an Essendon hater, but... We all are. Give us a bit of an insight on... For me, it's actually interesting to hear from someone that is outside the club because, you know, you, you check all that at the moment, but where do you see them finishing? No, I do, I do absolutely hate Essendon. We seem to be the only side that loses to them, guaranteed every year, no matter how good they are. But I think you're right, Jack. They're trending in the right direction. You're not expecting massive things of them as an Essendon supporter, which is probably a little bit different from every Essendon supporter. They're usually expecting big things, getting disappointed. Now they're not expecting much, and they're willing to trust the process is a bit of a phrase that we might have heard as a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what Essendon just have to do. They just have to sit tight, take, the, take their blows as they come, and just ride the bumps. Because 
I think as still I said, young, still young. They've got a young list. They haven't got anyone like a Scott Penderbury clogging up their list. So they need hey, to. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> he's up. He's up on God. <laughs> so, he's up. But as I said, good signs there from the Essendon. I reckon. I think. I think at a core in our midfield before I get on the other boys where they think they finish. You got McGrath who had a bit of an off year last year. He had a bit of a syndesmosis injury. You had Zach Merritt, Darcy Parrish. Finally wasn't played on a half forward flank and was asking why you're not getting a kick. Um, well, he just showed why. He finished top 10 in the brown low. Massive season for him. Yeah, it was. And you hope that he continues on again this year. And by all reports, he's doing okay again. I'm not obviously on the inside scoop. But, yeah, blokes like that, you've got your Ridley down back. There's, you're getting that core that I talked about with Richmond earlier on. It's, I, I still think it's a fair way away. In my opinion, I'm obviously not optimist with Essendon. I think we're probably two, three years away from where we want to be. But, yeah, there's those players that you like that are not too far away. But, yeah, Liam, I think you're the most hated Essendon supporter I've <laughs> ever seen. I can see a vein coming out on his forehead right now on this podcast. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I look Essendon last year. I do remember. I think they might have beaten Port in Melbourne, and the crowd was like when Richmond started really coming out of their shell, and the crowd was loud. They really storm a team home, um, and that's just that big Melbourne club presence. You know, they've been around forever. They're a wealthy club. They got a big supporter base. Um, no COVID, yeah. COVID factor for the last two years as well, which is same for Collingwood, yeah, same, same for Richmond, for same for everyone, same for everyone, but especially those big four Victorian clubs. Yeah, well, and that's and that's what it is. When they start getting up and about, the the supporters get out of the woodwork. There's a big big following. There's a big big sound sort of coming coming with them every week. But um, in terms of finishing, I can see them finishing seventh and not winning a final. That's that's where I reckon another heartbreak, another heartbreak, another three hundred and sixty-five days. Wouldn't that be ideal? <laughs> Seven thousand days is coming up real quick. So, yeah, I I do think maybe slight improvement. They might win one or two more games than they did last year, but like you said, top six is very hard to crack. So, I think they probably sit on just the outside of the six. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I think they finish from seventh to ninth. I feel like they might make finals, but I hope they don't win a game as well, win a game in the finals. But I um, I do think things are um, trending in the right direction for them. You've got the young list, young players like Archie Perkins coming through. He's going to be a good player. Um, obviously, um, what's his name? Uh, midfielder, come from GWS. Um, Jive Caldwell? No, other one. Dylan Shield. Hopefully he has a good year without injuries. Um yeah, I see things trending in the right direction for them. Um, I think they'll make finals, but I don't think they'll win a final. That's my take. God, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's one last team to touch on. GWS. Um, started, off, started off the year last year, you had Leon Cameron's job was in a bit of strife there for a bit. There was a lot of talk in the AFL media about that. and They lost Jeremy Cameron. They had a bit of that, but Shannon, I reckon... They do have a bit of a young nucleus around them. Do you think that they stick where they are and all, and all of that, basically? Um, short answer, yes. But as we break break uh, break down a bit of the news about the GWS Giants, they've taken on James Hurd as a, as a coach or some sort of advisor. Mentor or something, or something. Uh, something like that. Uh, <laughs> no. um, another point, Stephen Coniglio, how will he respond from last year? Had a bit of a rough trot. 
He's, he's not, we know he's going to be there for a while. So can he respond, get his spot back in that midfield and take take hold of that team that he's been entrusted to lead, really? Um, got to put the Stone Fruit Merchant in there, Lockie Ash. Yes, um, Ashy. Just put him in Ash. there. Not sure why. He's a tackling machine there in the back end, throwing his 60 kilos around, <laughs> just getting becoming an inside bull. So word is he's up to 65 now. He's wearing yeah? career saver boots, so oh. got the chunkier boots on. We love Ashy. He's a good credo. He's a good credo. Right. club too. Made a few runs with him. That's right. Cannot bowl. <laughs> Can't bowl. Not got. Could not get a bowl in a Tupperware party. That boy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the top three heavy heavy lifters for them have to be Jacob Popper, Toby Green, and Lockie Whitfield. I know they have another few good players like Nick Hine, but I think those three. Just have to really take over. Nick Haynes. Nick Haynes. Haynes. Sorry, Haynes. Nick Hines um, is a gun, by the way. No, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all festing him. Nick Hines. Sorry, my bad. Sorry if you're listening, Nick. Um, <laughs> He'll be listening. Yeah, that's right. This is Nick Rewalt, so they're probably listening. That's a pretty good top three, though. Like, I'd, I'd rate that as their top three I players. think so. They're, that's a strong lineup. And they have to, I think they have to have a big year because uh, obviously no mummy. And I think their, their biggest weakness is probably their ruck. So I think they're going to have to be doing some tackling this year and they're going to have to force those turnovers, just get it forward, get it moving and become really aggressive sides through the midfield because I don't think we're going to have – they're not going to have many clean clean ball. Not going to have much clean ball. So uh, in terms of draftees, we've had Finn Callahan, who's one of those new age, uh, new age players. So he's 193 centimetres tall and it says he plays on the midfield and wing. So – Maybe that's a bit of a sign. They've seen something from that young fella from Essendon. What was, what was his name? Sorry. Nick Cox. Nick Cox. So maybe that's the way that the league's going with their wingers and their running ability. Um, Blitzards is probably one of those people that taken inspiration from. And uh, Leaker Lear. Lear Lear's cousin or brother, I don't want to really speculate, but um, <laughs> he took a big hanger in their practice match. And I think just he could be a person that could really impact at both ends of the ground wherever they decide to use him. Well, they've lost their um, their champion data star in Jeremy Finlayson, haven't they? Jeremy. Well, that's another ruck that they lose as well, another tall player that they lose. So Exactly. Which, yeah. So have they have they still got that bloke, uh, Braden Proust from Melbourne? Is he, their, is he their main ruckman? Off the top of our heads, I think we're all sort of sitting here going, who is their ruckman? Because you got yeah. a lot. Well, lo- they lost Dawson Simpson. Lo- he was a gun. <laughs> can, we love Dawson. Can Lockie Keith is he a ruckman? No, he was, a, he was no. at the back line for. Sorry, boys. But um, no, I think big things, big things possibly from um, it's a big big sound. Yes, big big sound from the <laughs> west of the town. But I don't think I can't see them falling away. I think they at at worst they hold where they were, maybe just a little bit out of finals. But they need to they need to win their their must wins, as like all these teams that we've just talked about. They need to pick off those low teams and then steal a few. If they start losing those low ones, say if they lose to a North or an Adelaide, something like that, then it's going to be really, really tough for them. And they're going to need to pick off more of those big, big dog teams, which we all know can be very hard to do. Yeah. So where do you see him finishing though? Realistically, I don't think with a ruck, as it's very ruck dominated, I think. I think Geelong have struggled. They've been, they've shown that you need to have a lot, a lot, a lot of talent if you're not going to have a ruck. Uh, so I think maybe best. Best is seventh, at very best, and I think possibly twelfth. Yeah, I I see them slipping away. Um, I still, yeah, Hopper and Green and Whitfield, and they still got a very good um, nucleus of players. But 
I feel like their depth drops away a fair bit after their top six sort of best players. Um, I could actually see them probably fall into 13th or 14th, actually, and I think it'll be a big slip-up this year for GWS. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to say, I don't know if I've said 8th. I think they might finish 8th. Um, yeah, I don't see them slipping too far. I don't see them going too far ahead of anyone, but I think they'll sort of, yeah, settle at 8th, and I'm not sure. That, I don't think they'll go very far after that. This one's going to cause me to have a few... Uh, inboxes. Uh, Tom Hunting, big fan of the Giants. He uh, he skipped across. He reckons it's because of Tom Scully because he was a previous Melbourne supporter. Is uh, his high hopes on them? But I it's a good swap of teams. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. But to be honest, I see them probably finishing eleventh. Like you said, the ruck can be a bit of an issue. Um, Jesse Hogan could be a bit of an X factor this year if he can get his straps on and kick forty goals for a year. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I just I just see a, a, a few holes in that team where they're not going to be stone cold. Well, set. who doesn't? Who kicks their goals if Hogan doesn't kick their goals? Well, Toby Green misses what Obviously. the first three four weeks. Yeah, so well, he, I know that's not the whole season. You probably pencil them at the forty five goals though. Yeah, who else? I don't know who else I could think of no. that could possibly kick those goals. Yeah. So no, I agree with you. Look, I hope they sort of do because you want the market to expand in Sydney and. There's potential for it, but for me, they're probably around 11th. And, yeah, like you said, though, they could finish sneak into the eight, but I think for me that's still at best. So we'll go to a break now. After this, we're going to touch on a little bit of NRL with our guru, Shano, and then the MVP, Ford Award, and right at the end, the quiz. We've got a new bloke in this week. It could be very interesting. Touched on the AFL, um, we've got big supporters over in Sydney. I've actually seen on the map for our Spotify, we've had a few in Sydney. So, a bit of NRL chat now. We've brought our guru in, Shano. Um, last year, obviously, the Panthers took the Chockeys home. Nathan Cleary, Clive Churchill medalist. Um, it, was a, it was an interesting finals. Yes, absolutely. Um, the Storm and the Panthers were literally daylight. Daylight ahead of... Uh, like the year before. Yes, that's right. It's been back-to-back, and everyone was predicting them to go back-to-back to grand finals, but then the Panthers absolutely frauded it up in the first final, and they lost to the Rabbitohs, which moved them to the Storm side of the draw, which turned out to be the grand final the week before the grand final, and it was a massive game. Storm ended up having two HIAs, which are head injury assessments, and having two players knocked out in the first 10 minutes of the game, Brandon Smith and Christian Welsh, two starters, two massive movers for the Storm. So they were up against it. Great game. I watched every little bit of it, rode it all the way through. And uh, the Panthers got through to face uh, the Rabbitohs. And the Rabbitohs, gallant effort. They didn't have Latrell Mitchell in the grand final. But they just couldn't get over the line. So the Panthers picked up the W last year, as you said, with Nathan Cleary. In my opinion, best player in the game. He is, he's unstoppable, that man. So bit of a bit of dusty vibes about him for that sort of a league. Like he had... He's sort of a bit of an off-field skin with the TikTok and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, I actually did watch the grand final. Adam Reynolds' last game for Rabbitohs. Is he going to the Broncos now? He is, yes. Moved ahead. He got kicked out of his home club. He's played. He brought up through the uh, academy there, played every game of his career there, and he just got moved on. Yeah, interesting. 
uh, NRL works a little bit different to AFL and how that works, and they come up through the they come up through grades and school, and it's a bit of a different like it's sort of like a scholarship sort of a thing, bit of approach. But uh, your sides from last year who were up there, you had obviously Storm, the Panthers, Rabbitohs, Seagulls as well. Um, is there anyone else that was sort of up there for you last year that was a potential chance to win? Uh, to add to those, the Roosters and the Eels, it was literally top six, and then it was everybody else. It was genuine daylight after those well, the six. Roosters, like you said before, just off microphone, the Roosters were hanging on through injuries. Yeah. They were, they were in a bit of strife. Like, they were midway through the year. Everyone was talking about Tedesco. You had all of that. But do you feel like since the injuries, do you feel like that was it for them? Yeah. I, don't, I think there was, was going to be a very hard for them. Yeah. They had two retirees. They had Jake Friend and Boyd Cordner who were like, Boyd Cordner was the captain of Australia. Like he could play, and he got just got too many concussions, and they just had uh, like broken jaws. Uh, Luke Keary is is a Clive Churchill medalist. He'd done an ACL. They just could not take a break. Um, those fellas, but they did well to hold on to fifth. Uh, the Eels had their full side. They had no excuses. They're just fucking pretenders. Uh, yeah, they are. They are. They are fraudulent. They might is, be is a word is a word like... that we like to use at this show. Um, but that, yeah, that's as you said. Those it was absolutely daylight after those six. But I think Panthers and Storm were a step ahead, and they would have had to take some really good footy from the Rabbitohs or Seagulls to knock them off last year. But as I said, well done. It pains me, but the Panthers they got the chocolates last year. Yeah, and fraud is something that we like to throw around a bit. But the Eels for me, they're like there's that team that you look at them and you go, this is it. Like, and a lot of the media within the NRL circle talk about him. You go, Blake Ferguson, Mitchell Moses, you've got all those players around you. Is it going to happen? You've got Clint um, Gutherson, very good player. He's very hard at it. And you go, is it going to be their, their year this year? Do you think it's going to be their year? Short answer, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they literally, in the NRL, there's a difference. There's a much higher level between a top-end player and that next group. Yeah. And like, as you said, Mitchell Moses, probably their best player, can only get a game for the New South Wales when Cleary's not playing. Like, he's just that step behind. Clint Gutherson, same deal. Just he's never a fullback for the any representative side. He's probably even like the fourth, fifth best fullback. Um, everyone that they have, they just don't have anyone that's the best in the league at their position. They just, they're just something about them. They just, I think they've built it up. And they've got all these players in there, a nice side, but I just can't, I can't see it. All right. So for you AFL supporters out there or anyone from Australia, we're going to pick an NRL team to follow this year. Um, Shano, who do you think it should be, that team that's sort of, they're not in the playoff or final series of what you see yet, but something that we can be excited about. We can follow them week per week. I know Corey's going to watch them flat out because he loves his NRL. He's looking at me going, shut up, bro, if I don't want to hear it. Who should we follow this year as a team? Um, we'll look at them through the stat-wise and, yeah, let's, let's try and make something of the NRL season. I think as I look across the ladder here from last year, there's a few few sides. We're not going to go top six because that's just too easy. Yeah. And, you know, we like a challenge. We're not and bandwagoners. That's right. And looking at our AFL sides, we all like to look at the bottom of the ladder here. So um, I think a team that just lights up to me, uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs, Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. They were absolute dog shit last year. <laughs> and I'm not going to mince words. They were fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, like, they're under 12s defending last year. But 
the reason why we're going for them, they have got some huge ins. They have Josh Adokar has gone there. He's probably fastest man on the planet. Fastest man on the planet. Say that 10 times over and you'll get your job at 10 or 9. Um, <laughs> who else have they got there? Who, what was that Panthers guy that I just said before? These names escaping me. Um, I can't remember either. Anyway, they've got some huge ins. So they're expecting they've spent money. They've gone on the free agent market. They've signed them all last year. And they've got, sorry, Tavita Pangai Jr., who's an absolute monster of a man, leads the league in offloads. Um, so we're looking up. We thought there's an only there's only one way up here for the Bulldogs. So we're gonna ride. We are gonna ride the bumps with them. I can see, maybe, maybe, maybe not eighth. I wouldn't have thought is a bit of a stretch. But hey, we'll ride at home anyway. We'll see right. how it goes. And uh, thanks for the coverage, mate. You're doing better than Thorny already. I reckon. Go dogs. <laughs> I reckon Thorny's <laughs> just shaking in his boots over there. He's gone. Oh, I had the segment with the IPL and the golf and. He's getting a bit nervous over there. So thank you very much, Shano. Um, love the coverage, and we will touch on it as it comes up. I think their season starts a week before the AFLs. Is that correct? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll be looking forward to that. We're looking forward to that and string a win in the Brownlow this year. And uh, after this, straight into the MVP and Fraud Awards. All right, so over the last week, there's been a um, been an incident in Premier Cricket in Victoria. Um, two brothers, Sen and Nivin Sath, Jeff. I don't know how to pronounce their name, but what they did was there was two mancads in the one match. Two mancads. Now, it's a frowned upon thing in the cricketing world, but it is a part of the rules. Well, what do you think of that? What do, you, do you think it's... Do you think it's okay because it's a? They've been criticised a fair bit on the um, the media, but my personal opinion, it's part of the rules. The batsman's cheating by leaving his crease earlier than they should, and I mean, I'm pretty sure they gave him a warning. Is it? Do you think it's all good? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's obviously very grey for the. Um, it's obviously within the laws of the game, but it's one of those gentleman agreements sort of thing that it sort of doesn't get done a lot. And I know Ravi Ashwin has been, yeah. he's been a big one in international cricket who's done it before. Um, but I think obviously, yeah, with the warning, it depends how much they're leaving the crease. Like if they're taking a few, you know, getting a few a meter or a couple meters down the crease, yeah. and you know they've left by the before you've sort of got the popping crease. Yeah, I think it, it definitely belongs in the game for that reason. The batsmen get enough as it is these days. Like, it's not easy being a bowler, I can tell you that much. It's hard mm. yards. So, um, you know, if you're going to take those inches, we'll take the inches the other way. So, yeah. Mm. Probably, I'd agree with that as well. Yeah, but warning. Warning has Half to come first. Warning. If you're doing it off the back straight away, you can't. And I think... Two, I think it was two in a game. Two in the one game. And the last one was, I think they needed, the batting team needed um, 10 runs to win. Oh, no. And, and he's just going, nah, look, mate, you keep leaving your crease and he's going, nah, you can get, get fucked. No, no, no. No, you can't be doing that. It's, it's what, the batsman yeah. or the bowler? No, the bowler. It, late oh. game scenarios. Does that change? The, that. Does that change? But I, I, think, I think I'd rather, I'd rather in that situation have the bowler punch the batter. <laughs> then man cut him if he, and just verbally just abuse him for leaving the crease. But like, I think you're probably only going to get a couple matches, which probably, you know, missing cricket is probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
yeah, but I don't think so it's late. on. It's so late in the innings. Like the batting team's still doing it. They can sneak an extra couple of runs by doing this. Um, so I think it's more. How do I explain this? I think it's more warranted the later in the innings. If they're trying to cheat later in the innings rather than, I don't know, they need 70 runs to win rather than 13, I think it's more warranted to be able to do that. If they're, the batsman's trying to cheating, I don't see a problem with it personally. But it's one of those things that's up in the air. It's a grey area, but it's a rule's a rule. If you're out of your crease, you're out, mate. Like You've been given fair warning. Don't fucking do it again. Yeah, I'd want to see some proper verbal before it happens, though. Yeah. I'm pretty, yeah. Yeah. I think you'd want to know that yeah. I am going to man-cat you Yep. If you do this, yep. verbal after is always good as well. Verbal, There's yeah. always always a bit of a scuffle in the middle of the pitch. Right? I'm pretty sure these two blokes got weeks. I don't know if it was for the man cutting. I think it was abuse of the umpire. Possibly, I haven't read that, but they did get weeks for something. I think they. <laughs> um, I think they've actually they've man cutted and they've gone off. They've gone. Oh yeah, that's out. No, they've argued, argued with the umpire and something's happened. I think they got weeks because they've argued the umpire, but. I don't know why it's taken so long to give it out. It's out in my books every day of the week. Stop cheating, batsman. You get everything in the world. Flat decks. Flat decks. Short boundaries. Short boundaries. What else do you friggin' want? Oh, no. Oh, dear. I'm making life hard for the bowlers, I tell you what. Radio, it's time for the SC MVP and Fraud Awards. I'll kick things off this week by starting with the MVP. We always start with them. One vote this week goes to the Gold Coast Suns. Had a win over Port Adelaide. Yes, it was an unofficial match, but are they going to fool us again? Is this, oh, Gold Coast are on their way or is it not? But you know what? You can only see what's in front of you and what's just happened, and they get the one vote this week. So well done, Gold Coast. Stewie Jew, I know you're listening, mate, so thank you very much. Two votes, Jar Morant. We touched on him earlier on in the podcast, 52 today. Um, he's been that player that everyone loves to watch, and they're the reason that people tune into the Memphis Grizzlies because of Jar Morant. So... Well done, mate. Three votes this week go to Liverpool. Might be a bit biased, but they won the Caribou Cup. Uh, they're starting to make some moves. They were nine points behind Man City at one point, and they've done themselves justice by sneaking themselves back into it and having some big wins. So well done. Shano, it's time for your inaugural votes. Nice. Mm. We just might have to spell out what the Caribou Cup is because I don't think anyone cares or knows what the hell No one knew what it is. No. It's AFLX. Trophies. <laughs> the AFLX of the Premier League. Lovely. That's awesome. Great great work, Liverpool. Trophies. <laughs> trophies are trophy. All right. My inaugural MVP. I've gone one vote. Alpha Romeo F1 Racing merchandising team, to be specific. So each year they come out with a new car design, new merchandise, you know, Got to make some money. So each team sets a release date and they present it and they get all that new gear out before the testing period. Alfa Romeo decided not to do that and they came out with a uh, pixelated camouflage car for their testing because they haven't released it yet. And their merchandising team, you know what? We can make some money off this. And they've sold all their gear online with the pixelated branding and things like that. So they're doubling up and they're doubling down on their merchandising. That's good, it's a bit fraudulent, but I think I like it. Oh, yeah. like it. MVP, <laughs> one vote. Uh, two votes, the Ukrainian CrossFitters. You know, it's a bit, a bit obscure, but they've all uh, posted that the worldwide open is happening in the moment and they all fluffed their scores on purpose and made them astronomically high so they all get to the top of the leaderboard and you have to post a video with your evidence of you doing the workout and all their videos were of obviously positive messages of worldwide uh, uh, in that sense about what's going on over there at the moment. So two votes to them and three votes to Caitlin Clark of the Iowa women's basketball side. 
And I don't know if you've seen this. If you're a follow sports, and you absolutely have. She is absolutely draining them from the rafters. Oh, yeah. She's pulling up with a logo, Steph yeah. Curry style, and just popping them in from everywhere. I think I just saw some. She had eight threes in the game. Exactly. Just, just I've got them noted also. here. That's crazy. Three, and that's multiple games. She's yeah, doing right. that. So three votes to Caitlin. Well done. Rightio, so my number one goes to Daniil Medvedev, the, the tennis player. He's just overtaken Novak in the rankings for number one spot um, after I'm pretty sure Novak just lost recently. Or is that right? Um, nah, he's not playing at the moment. But, did, but yes, he has yeah. taken the number one spot. Yeah, so after all the flack he copped in, uh, in Australia, um, good on him. Two votes goes to Very Elegant and J-Mac. Um, very elegant wins another Group One race. Second, Chipping Norton Stakes. Um, just an unreal horse. Love to watch it run. And J Mac is a champion. And my three votes goes to Jar Morant for his last two weeks, averaging thirty six point seven, five point seven, and six assists. Ding 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 ding. We have a new leader. Jar Morant <laughs> has gone flat and blank. So well done, Jar. How are you, Thorny? Rightio. So one vote this week to um, SGA, Shai Gil- Gilgis Alexander of the OKC Thunder. Um, been killing it over the last few games, playing really well. So one vote, SGA, good work. Two votes to the Sixers. I am riding these guys something shocking. They're my second team because the Raptors are going to be frauds when it push comes to shove. So no, no real reason. Just Sixers are just going about their work nicely. And three votes to... Jay Morant as well. He has oh, wow. just absolutely smoked it. So jumping on that bandwagon, something shocking. Well done there, mate. It's time for the fraud awards. And I wrote mine down, but I'm actually going to change my first vote just off the fly here. One vote was originally going to go to Bronson for contracting COVID-19 <laughs> and costing himself a spot tonight. But I'm doing a switcheroo. I'm giving it to Liam Thorne <laughs> because... Liam Thorne has used Bronson's MVP and fraud votes this week. And I can tell, he doesn't even have to tell me, but he has used Bronson's votes just by the terminology and the people he has suggested. So one vote for Liam Thorne and you're lucky it's not three. Thanks, Bron. Two votes this week just to kick Bronson back down again is Manchester United. They've signed Ronaldo. They've done all big things and they're just drawing at the moment. They're not scoring. They're not exciting there's nothing to really see about United, and they've become that playing team that Liverpool were about six or seven years ago. So two for you, three votes. Um, I really don't want to say it, but Paddy Mills, he's really, really struggled in the last, I don't know, probably month, six weeks. And with plays going out of your team, you expect him to sort of stand up and he's starting and he's supposed to be that player and his field goal percentage, his impact on the court regardless of that. Hasn't been what you want. So, come on, just lift a bit, Paddy, and be the player that you've been for the Australian Boomers. Holy smokes, just hung the flag bearer out <laughs> to dry. That is, uh, that's interesting. But I'll follow up. My fraud votes, one vote, the NRL. They have suspended Brendan Smith and Reese Walsh, who plays for the Warriors, Brendan Smith, the Storm. And... That recently they played the uh, Indigenous All-Stars versus the Maori All-Stars game and they've decided that their suspensions that they were owing for the start of this year, that game counts. And, and, it, and it is just an exhibition game and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, right, oh, yeah, that one counts. But Cameron Munster, obviously not involved in any of those sides. Bad luck, buddy, your two-game suspension still counts. So 
I'm not sure they're just picking and choosing there, but that's very fraudulent from them. The NRL, go, you need a lift. Uh, Frank Vogel is my two. I think he's doing absolutely nothing. He's a pissant, as you still <laughs> that from another popular podcast. Yes. He's literally, all the blame is going on to the players here, but in every other situation, it's always the coach. That man, he's literally got carried to a ring there the other year. Fraudulent behaviour. And the MLB lockout. The players are locking out of their league to start the year. Three votes, is this? Is three, this sorry, this three? three votes. MLB players. They have got it good, I would have thought. Pretty they big contracts. Pretty big money. <laughs> yeah. I know they play a lot of games, but half these games they just sit there, chew tobacco, spit, and then walk out and then pretend to fight. You know what I mean? They're fraudulent at best when they are playing, I reckon. So Agreed. they've only got one or two players good on a team. There's about 50 of them on a roster. So, And they're all getting on bulk millions. So I'm not sure what the hell they're complaining about. I probably need to look into it a little bit more, but couldn't care. Three votes. <laughs> well, well done on your inaugural vote, Sid. I was actually going to have Derek Jeter on next week's podcast. So I'm probably going to have to cancel it. Thanks for that, Shano. Um, you cost us another sponsor yet again, and you've only been on the episode for about 40 minutes. So you're going now, Corey. We'd love to hear it. Rightio. My one vote goes to, I don't like to say it, but I'm going to say my Rockets, oh. Houston Rockets. We're uh, in a bit of a slump at the moment. We had a bit of a run earlier this year of seven or, seven or eight game win streak, but we're, um, our last 10 games, we're one and nine. So it's just, yeah, it's a bit disappointing to watch as a, as a fan, but um, yeah, we know where we are. We're building. Um, I'd just like to see a couple more wins. I don't want to finish on the bottom of the league. I don't want, I don't want to finish lower than the Pistons because they are shit. Yeah, well, we didn't get a vote, so keep going. No, yeah, righto. Uh, two votes goes to is it Alexander Zverev, yes. the tennis player. Now, he had a big uh, outburst at the umpire. He smashed his racket on the chair, went absolutely off his head. He got fined $56,000 and $42,000 prize money and lost all ranking points from the Mexican Open. Um, pretty shit act. I think he's come out and apologised, but... No matter how many times you apologise, there's still like there's no need for that sort of shit. As a professional, you're earning millions of dollars. Like, yeah, it's just a, not a good look. And following on from last week, oh. three votes goes to Russia <laughs> and Vladimir Putin. Now, I said three votes, two votes. I think I gave him last week for the possible invasion of Ukraine. Now he must have listened in. He's gone, nah. He's called you bluff. You're a fucking idiot, Corker. We're going in. Now, it's not on. It's disgusting what is happening. Um, yeah, it's just not on. I'm not happy about it. I don't think anyone's happy about it. It's just, yeah, it's disgusting what's happening over there. And their hearts are with the people over in Ukraine at the moment. It's hard to watch coming, uh, looking at the TVs and seeing all this stuff over social media. So three votes to Russia and Vladimir Putin. Good, mate. Good spray. It's yeah. a good bait. Again. <laughs> uh, yep, so I'll just get straight into it. So one vote. I've got all NBA teams for my fraud awards. It's what's going on at the moment. So or are they Bronsons? No, they're not actually. <laughs> one of them might be, but that's all right. <laughs> one vote to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, just keep trending the way you're going, guys. I can't can't be bothered with you. You know, you might get some players back, but I, I don't see it. Two votes. Once again, New York Knicks. Whoa. Oh, Give me a spell. RJ Barrett's had a few good games, but got to get got to get the wins on the board. So, Cody Vince, another shout out to you. So keep doing, keep keep fighting the good fight with the Knicks, mate. Uh, and three votes goes to the Lakers. Like we said, um, 
after the All-Star break, it's where you're going to have to really make a run if you want to be a part of it, and they look like they don't want to be a part of it. So three votes to Lakers. We said to them not long ago when we are going through the, the conference there that Pelicans might end up overtaking, and they're only three games behind in that plane. Mm. Well, it's looking pretty likely now, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I think so. Pelicans are sort of starting, to, starting to gel a bit, and they've, um, who did they knock off the other day? Those, they knocked off the Suns. Yes. They knocked off the Suns. I mean, Chris Paul's missing, but... That was a pretty good, pretty good win by them. I think they're going to gel. I reckon they'll actually make the play in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, well done on the votes this week again, boys. It's time for the quiz at the end. We've got three in this week and I'm still not going to lose. So tune in after this for the last segment, the quiz. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce Buffer, for the introduction, mate. You've done it again this week. Uh, we're paying him a bit, so hopefully he continues that up for us. Um, all right, we'll start with question one. We've got Shano, Corey, and Liam. Question one. Who is the best rating bowler on the ICC Bobby. at the moment? Pat Cummins. Bow, bow. Corey. Robbie Ashwin. Bow, bow. Can you read the question again? The best rating bowler in the ICC in the world right now. So this is all formats. This is what, what it says. Sorry, is this a fucking interview? Just answer the question. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a lot. There's a few different rankings. What, what, um, 2020s, one days? Just best rating bowler in the ICC. Uh, I'm going to go Kagiso Rabada. Bum, bum. Everyone's incorrect. It was Trent Bolt for the first mm. question. Right. These are all cricketers. Uh, that's... I should be not hosting because this is embarrassing. You're going to have to check that. Yeah, yeah, I might want to check that too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. Number two, everyone's on Dunkin' Donuts. Highest field goal percentage in the NBA this season? Don't all speak at once. Well, it's got to be center, doesn't it? Corey. Yep. Is it Mitchell Robinson? Bam, bam. We're just going to keep going until we get it. Oh, oh, I feel like he's your NBA supporters. Oh, is she goodness gracious. Uh, Can we have a clue? Position? Centre. Riley. Jokic. Bam, bam. Oh, God. Uh, uh, Liam, DeAndre Ayton. Bam, bam. The answer is Rudy Gobert with 70.4%. <laughs> Fuck my ass. There is, there is not much happening here at the moment. Um, it's kind of embarrassing, <laughs> I actually. I had that with Mitchell Robinson. Righto, question three. This one is pretty much on a silver platter for you boys because he's a fraud. So I might put you in the votes next week. Question three. Who won the 2008 AFL game? Riley in first. Hawthorne. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. One, zero, zero. Question four. Victoria Beckham, married to David Beckham, was known as which Spice Girl? Spice. Correct. Woohoo! Hang on, let's just check. Corey. Favorite band again. Let's just check Corey's mic over there. It must be muted. <laughs> I check, check one, two, check. Yep, we're working. All right. Question five. Kevin Hart, the comedian slash actor, goes for which NBA team? Right. Philadelphia 76ers. Correct. Two, one, zero. We move to question six now. The common medal winner in 2012 was who? Riley. Lance Franklin. Bum, bum. Oh, Corey. That was, that was a stat. Brennan Favola. 
Bum, bum. Oh, God, I don't even know. Um, Scraps here again. Uh, Liam, Tom Hawkins. Bum, bum. With 65 goals for the year, it was Jack Rayleigh. Oh, that was oh. good. Question seven. So we're still 2-1-0. and zero. Lewis Hamilton has had how many F1 right. career wins? Oh, finish the question, Mel. 102. Bum, bum. Closest to the pin this is going to be. Liam, 99. Corey, 112. is the closest. 103 was the answer, oh, so he was one off. Probably should have had 104 if we're going to talk about the last race last year, but we'll leave that alone yeah. for another episode. Fair enough. All right. We've touched on the NRL earlier. You're the guru. What have you got for us? Question eight. The 2015 NRL Grand Final winner was? Riley. North Queensland Cowboys. Wow. He's just kicked away here. Golden point. Four, one, and zero. Question nine. The Brownlow medal favourite for this year is who at $6? Corey. Bontempelli. Bum, bum. Riley. Clayton Oliver. Bum, bum. Uh, Liam, Jack Steele. Bum, bum. We'll go around again. Name is your buzzer. The current Brownlow medal favourite for Corey. this year at $6. Ollie Wines. Correct. Oh, We're four, one and one going into the last question. Oh, and everyone it. knows the last question <laughs> is worth three points, so which will take us to a super question. <laughs> we haven't done this for a couple of weeks. It's always close towards the end. But can Shano clinch it in his debut? Question 10. Dennis Rodman has won how many NBA rings? Corey, five. Wow, Corey's got it. Amazing. We go to a super quiz after this break. (laughs) Liam, yet again, you'll get a T-shirt that's coming out soon for Sports Confidential. Well done, mate. You're starting to really lose your touch. We'll be back (laughs) after this. Like I've said previously, you've tucked your nan into bed, giving her a kiss goodnight, two left to stand. Liam's gone home. I'm pretty sure he was crying when he left, but it's down to Corey and Shano. Now, this question's personal for me, boys. It's the super quiz. Closest to the pin is going to give it to me for this. The year of the greatest premiership ever, 2000, Essendon won the flag. Matthew Lloyd was a star that year. How many goals did he kick for the year? Riley, 85. I'm going to say 97. Corey wins it. Lloydy the Lord kicked 109 that year. I went so low there. I went that so low. Come on. Well done, mate. I'm finally finally going to dub you. Shano, back to desk duties, mate. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in again. And uh, a couple of T-shirts and hats coming out soon. So thanks for joining, guys. See you later. See you. Oh, 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 oh,